Trivita presents Healthy You, information and inspiration to help you live your best life, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, with your host, Michael Ellison. Welcome, and thank you for joining with me during this podcast. This is going to be some really good information. I believe that you will enjoy hearing and not only enjoy, but you can apply it to your life that you may enhance, yes, health and well-being. And that's the purpose of this podcast. It's about health and about well-being and understanding that you have great purpose for your life. You know, recently I read about research that was done, and Time Magazine happened to also carry this, and that is a survey that went out to a general population in the United States in regard to, would you like to live to be 100? And you might be saying, oh, brother, I don't think so. Not from what I see of people who are in their 80s and 90s and get close to 100. I don't, I don't want anything to do with that. Well, here's a surprising thing. It was almost 60% of the population that said, yes, I think I would like to live to be 100, but not if I'm on my back, not if I'm in pain, not if I did not have the, you know, the finances to be able to sustain my life that long. Well, there's other aspects when I think about aging that doesn't inspire me a whole lot when I look at what's going on in an aging population. And that is because in an aging population, what we've had is we've had medical research and we've had funding for medical research to extend life without paralleling that to extending health. So if you extend life without extending health, then you have a medical model. And when you have a medical model, that is represented today in our aging population. Well, they know in the research that also that has been done that in just the last month, you will spend $31,000 just to keep you alive. Yes, we've extended life, but during that period, it typically is feeding tubes and ventilators and those types of treatments okay, to extend life. I believe there's another approach and another way of extending life that goes beyond, you know, the aging process when you think about it, that it's broken hips and, you know, it's a lack of uh, mobility and people living in diapers and it's surgery after surgery and it's hospital bills and, you know, it's dying slowly and painfully. I think we can have a breakthrough that we can live in a more optimal way of extending health, and it will extend life. And that's what we're talking about today. Because epigenetics, when epigenetics and that discovery that your genes are not static, in other words, what does that mean? Well, a lot of people go down the pathway in the years gone by, I've got it from my parents, I got it from my grandparents. No, those are just consistent lifestyle choices that were triggering genes because your genes, yes, you have good genes, you have bad genes, they have triggers. Your lifestyle choices trigger it. If you're eating inflammatory foods all the time, you are going to create a chronic inflammatory response and you're going to trigger the genes that are bad genes that induce 
disease outcomes, like Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's is not something just accidentally occurs. There are reasons for that. The same thing in regard to okay, diabetes, not type 1, type 1, there is a genetic factor to it. But the majority of people are in the type 2 diabetes. They still have significant okay, conditions that go with that. We can learn in the science that is occurring today, and I encourage you to continue to listen and continue to research because there is breakthrough science that is occurring now in extending health, not just extending life. Well, we have a new product that I believe is a part of, and it's, it's, you can go look it up and you'll find, okay, it's in the, the anti-aging. It's something that says, okay, well, you can extend life. Well, if you're doing the right things and you're making the right choices and you are optimizing your nutritional plan, you are going to extend health. Well, we're going to have this opportunity to hear from uh, Paul Burnett, who is a director of clinic services and wellness services at Trivita and the Trivita Clinic. And he's going to introduce our new product, which is transresveratrol. You will find that this is an amazing product and the health benefits, they are abundant. And with this, here is now Dr. Paul, as we call him here at Trivita. Well, thank you, Michael. So let's get right into this. We know that we've heard of transresveratrol, right? So what does trans have to do with resveratrol? So let me use kind of a key and a lock example of explaining what trans has to do with resveratrol. So a key is made of metal, and the shape of the key can be changed to open a lock. In the case of transresveratrol, the metal is the resveratrol, and the metal doesn't change, so you'll always have resveratrol. But the shape of the resveratrol gives the body the ability to become more uh, bioavailable to ourselves. So the body can accept the benefits of resveratrol because the shape of it, the trans part of it, makes it easier for the body to accept. Now, I know some of the listeners out there may drink red wine. You may not, but maybe you do. And you think, well, I'm already getting my transresveratrol from the red wine that I consume in moderation. Well, what you have to understand is, is that there's only about 1.9 milligrams of transresveratrol per liter of red wine. So it's a very small amount of resveratrol that you're actually getting from the red wine. Trivita's transresveratrol product has 250 milligrams per serving. And it doesn't come with some of the harmful side effects of alcohol and, and those kinds of things. So, you know, those of you out there who think you're getting the, the amount of transveratrol that you need, trust me, the studies are showing much more higher doses of resveratrol to get the benefits that I'm about to talk to you about uh, right now. So what are some of the scientific benefits of trans 
resveratrol. Uh, number one, they're antibacterial, antifungal. So it's really going to help your body fight off those those nasty pathogens that you know are just robbing your body of, of vital resources and making you feel not so good sometimes. So you know that's one of the the benefits that's been scientifically shown that trans resveratrol can provide to those who uh, consume it. The next one is anti-carcinogenic. What that means is, is you know, it's going to help your body fight off those rogue cells that you know can become cancerous over time. So you know, this is really going to help you stay uh, healthier overall. But it's also going to help protect your body from you know the thing that you don't want to get, which uh, is cancer. Now, I'm certainly not here to say you're never going to get cancer if you take transfers. I'm only speaking from the evidence of the studies that have shown the anti-carcinogenic benefits of transresveratrol. I'd also say that uh, anti-inflammatory effects are, are there as well. You know, inflammation is a huge risk factor as it relates to many chronic illnesses, and uh, those are the illnesses we all want to avoid, and cancer certainly is one of them, and heart disease, and so on and so forth. But what we have to understand is, is that there's healthy inflammation, such as, you know, you cut your finger with, you know, a piece of paper. Well, it's a good thing for, you know, inflammation to, to be found in that local site to, you know, help it, you know, stop bleeding, number one, and number two, you know, protect it from infection as well. But, you know, uh, chronic inflammation is a whole different story and one that we all want to uh, do everything we can to, to prevent and control. So it does show good science for being a great anti-inflammatory. Now, it also uh, has been shown to have the ability to reverse inflammatory risk factors. So, so things like obesity, hyperglycemia, high insulin, protect your heart and endothelial function, as well as increase lifespan. So, you know, the benefits of transresveratrol are really wide and what we would call in the scientific world uh, systemic effects, meaning it's affecting all the cell groups and it's enhancing how those cells work, how chemicals are working in your body, your overall metabolic health, meaning how I take food and convert it into energy and, and so on and so forth. So, you know, the more you can understand about these powerful benefits that aren't just, you know, going to affect uh, just your heart or just your liver or just your, your digestive tract, it's going to affect all of your cell groups uh, equally. Now, one of those things I just mentioned was endothelial function, and a lot of people don't understand what that means, and a lot of doctors aren't talking to their patients about what endothelial function is. But in the most basic sense, endothelial function is the ability of your arteries to expand and contract and as they expand, they release this incredible chemical called nitric oxide. And nitric oxide production is absolutely vital for metabolic health and, you know, giving you the energy and the stamina that you're going to need. And so, you know, by having good endothelial function, it just means that you have better vascularity, right? So you can get better blood flow throughout your body, not just in those large arteries and veins, but in the 
the microvascularity as well, such as in your brain. So really, really great opportunities how transvasveritrol can help people in general. It's also got some uh, new therapeutic emerging strategies for things like atherosclerosis. You know, that's the plugging up of your arteries and veins uh, with plaque, ischemia, metabolic syndrome, which I just talked about a moment ago, the ability for your body to convert, you know, that food into, you know, energy. And then, of course, cardiac failure as well. And, uh, inflammatory alterations during aging. So again, there's that word inflammatory. So the more you can understand about how to fight inflammation, the more you can understand about how it can contribute to emerging strategies, right? These aren't yet in full force, but they are being uh, studied right now for the benefits of reversing uh, many of these kinds of conditions. Now, Resveratrol has also been shown to help uh, produce results for improved left ventricular uh, diastolic dysfunction. And again, there's that endothelial function again, um, lowered LDL cholesterol levels. And these were all shown to uh, improve with patients with coronary artery disease. You know, the next thing that this study showed, which I think is just really, really important, is it mimics the effects of caloric restriction and it exerts anti-inflammatory and antioxidative effects. So let me let me help you understand why this is important. Caloric restriction, right? So we know what intermittent fasting is. You know, no food maybe after eight o'clock at night, and you're not going to maybe eat till noon. And the benefits associated with that that science has shown has been asked absolutely astronomical in longevity, in quality of life, and overall health. Well, the transresveratrol has actually been shown to mimic the effects of caloric restriction, like fasting. And again, it is helping with becoming an anti-inflammatory in your body, and it's also antioxidative. Well, what does antioxidative mean? Well, that means that it's going to help your cells so that they don't become prematurely oxidized. You know, you've got trillions of cells in your body, and if they oxidize, then it becomes very difficult to get things like glucose into those cells to produce energy. Therefore, you can feel tired all the time. You're going to become more toxic because you're you, not only can't you get good things into the cells, you can't get bad things out of the cells efficiently. And so, you know, choosing foods and, and supplements like transresveratrol will help improve cellular permeability because of its antioxidant effects. Well, I know Paul could continue on in much more time in the benefits and the features of this great product, transresveratrol. We will have opportunities to hear more from Paul later, uh, not in this podcast. So thank you, Paul, for uh, giving this great information to us. And again, I just want you to know, science is making much progress in helping us in how we optimize health rather than just the treatment of disease and the extending of life, but instead the extending of health. And that's important for you to know and understand because as you research and as you begin to have a belief 
and you have faith that the things that you do can optimize your health, you don't need to look at the current aging environment as your model in the way that you look forward to those decades of the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. No, much of the outcome of the 70s and 80s and 90s of today are people who lived in ignorance of how to nurture and how to create the nutrients that are very specific to how the cells, the systems, and the organs function. Today we have scientists all over the world that are studying how to optimize health, and that is the great hope. Back to biblical base, science-backed. Science is making progress. Up until this time, the money, if I may say this, not the only reason, but the money, whether that's in contributions, whether that's in grants, goes for the research for extending life. And we have had amazing, amazing capabilities in the medical system to extend life. But it's also very costly. In fact, typically the last one month of an individual's life in the United States costs $31,000 for one month to extend that life because of the medical devices that it takes in order to be able to do that and the number of services that it requires in that time period to extend life by one month. I'm talking about extending health. And with extending health, I think that we will see the extending life, but with a much different outcome. Well, there are scientists and there are medical doctors, okay, that are believing in, and just like what uh, Dale Bredesen says, you know, he's an MD, a New York Times best-selling author, you know, of the end of Alzheimer's. He realizes that what you put into your mouth has a lot to do with the outcome and either the promotion of, of Alzheimer's or keeping that gene trigger from going off in a negative way. You know, you can think of your epigenetics or your gene structure in a way it's like a gun. A gun can be good at the range. It can be fun to go there. Okay, but it also can you know, be a trigger that does damage. Well, think of that in the way that you eat. It's kind of like mindful eating. It's like I have got into a, a, a way of mindful eating, of looking at the food that I'm going to eat. And the first question that I ask, is that pro-inflammatory or is that anti-inflammatory? Because Inflammation, chronic inflammation, is the number one contributor to age-related diseases. If it's a pro-inflammatory, I want a minimum amount of that to be a part of my diet. I won't say it's zero. It's hard to do that, to just go zero. But I'm telling you, you can reduce significantly the amount of pro-inflammatory food that you 
put into your diet by just being aware, mindful eating. When you're eating that anti-inflammatory, what is an anti-inflammatory food? Anti-inflammatory food is a food that is a whole food. It is a lean piece of meat, and it is typically pasture. You know, we got to get out of the way that we handle, okay, our meat, because the way that we do, it also contributes to inflammation. So grass-fed, pasture-raised, whether that's chicken, whether that's beef, and obviously good whole wild-caught fish is a wonderful way of adding the protein to your diet. You will want to give up those sugary drinks. You say, do I have to give it up? Okay, maybe it's not zero. Some people can't go to zero. But water is a wonderful hydration for your organs, for your cells in the way that they function. You will find that you are on an anti-inflammatory uh, campaign in your life when you take in the things that do not promote chronic inflammation, but they promote wellness and the extension of health. Well, what Dr. Bredesen says, he said, anyone interested, so it starts there. Well, I want to give you a scripture that has been really impressed on my own being here in the last several months. It's Isaiah 55.1. Ho, anyone who thirsts. Well, if you thirst, if you desire, okay, understanding in the aging process and knowing that the model of aging today is not based on biblical, neither is it based on optimization, optimizing your uh, diet and your lifestyle choices, but instead it is reliant upon extending life simply from the medical side of it. You're not optimizing your health. We have a clinic. I'm pro 100% as far as in regard to medical. Early detection, very important in regard to disease. Okay? It's the treatment in the early detection that gives you the best outcomes. So we're 100% there. But what your doctor is not trained to do, not paid to do, is to make the lifestyle choices that you need to make every day. Make those choices in a mindful way, and you will be amazed at the benefits that you'll receive in reducing chronic inflammation and improving and extending health. The last thing I want to say is what my doctor said to me. He said, look at this line. This line here is your aging process. He said, you want it to go at a level time period as long as it possibly can, and then it just drops into almost a straight vertical down line. What you don't want is you don't want your life in the extension of your life to be that slow declining line which brings all the conditions that many of the aging population today are experiencing. If you will embrace the desire for understanding the aging process and how to live okay, with great health. Well, 
I know that there are scientists today and there are breakthroughs that are happening every day that is going to contribute, and we're going to bring more of that science forward for you so that you can enjoy the best health that you possibly can for the God purpose of your life to contribute into your world and our world. Thank you for joining with me today, and thank you, Dr. Paul, for the contributions that you've also given in the podcast. Thanks for listening to Healthy You. This is provided for your information only and may not be construed as medical advice or instruction. These statements are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It is intended for your general knowledge only and not a substitute for professional medical advice or treatment for any specific medical conditions. Always seek the advice of your physician with any question you may have regarding a medical condition. 